Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 13 of the Sideliners podcast. I am your host, Brad Siegel, joined by my co-host and good friends, Ben Solis and John Miles. How are we doing today, guys? Good. Good. I'm doing okay. pretty good. An- anxious about the game currently on. Yes, currently we on um, now, but we decided to do to record this episode during the uh, one of the quarterfinals of the Big Twelve basketball tournament, the Texas Texas Tech game. So, um, a bonus. Three. Yeah, um, a, a quick bonus. You will be getting our um, live reaction to the game. <laughs> Very exciting. We just obtained our first lead of the night. Okay, so. The thing, uh, you know, we like to start these episodes off with uh, what's going on in our lives. And I think what's on everyone's mind right now is spring break. I mean, would y'all agree? Yeah. Yeah. Very excited. Y'all doing anything fun, special for spring break? And okay. then go ahead, John. Oh, I'm going to go skiing. I'm really excited. Oh, where are you going? Uh, Winter Park. Very fun. Yeah. Can you see some double blacks for us? Uh, maybe one or two. Okay. Ben, how about you? Uh, I'm just going to be staying in the gym, started off-season workouts this... Uh, in the lab? This, yes, in the lab. Got up four reps of 225 on squat today. Wow. And my, and my nice. legs are my legs are dying. You must uh, be absolutely built. I'm really not, to be completely honest. Mm. You're capping. I think you're built. Yeah. Uh, anyway. I'm, going to the, I'm going to the lovely state of North Carolina. Oh, um, I love North Carolina. Love North Carolina. What are you doing there? Touring some colleges, UNC and Duke. Ah. Going to stay in Asheville for a couple days. Ooh. It's going to be great. All right. Now into the content you've all been waiting for. Um, I- I'm going to preface this by saying we have attempted to talk about college basketball before. We've also acknowledged that we've tried to talk about college basketball before <laughs> and how it didn't go so well. But it's March, and we're going to give it another shot. It's not going to be anything too crazy. We don't know a whole lot, but we're going to give it a shot. It's tradition because yeah, we're right around the corner, and it's tradition because we can make whatever we want a tradition. <laughs> but we're gonna start with our um, what we're more comfortable with, some football. Um, I would say the big headline of the week in the college football world is the firing of Kansas head coach Les Miles because he's a dummy. Um, do you have hey. anything to say about that? Hey, nope, he's a dummy. I don't he's care that he dummy. won y'all a national championship. He's a dummy. He won us more than one national championship. Well, that's 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 good for him. That's nice. He also had like <laughs> the third most money for a football program, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, no, because he's a dummy, and that's what's relevant right now. Yeah. Do you, do, it, it, do you think I, he gets? Do you think he gets another job with with this whole thing going around? Probably. I don't know. I mean, if he so, wants to, then probably. In my opinion, doesn't... it's like to y'all, Mac Brown getting fired from UNC. Or not fired, but like, yeah. But if Mac Brown was just a total idiot, that's yeah. pretty much how I feel. Right. It's a little, yeah. Mac's just a different kind of guy. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he, you can can't argue with the fact that he's a great coach, got a great history, mm-hmm. and you also can't argue with the fact that um, he made he made some mistakes, some mistakes, some Big Ben type mistakes. Yeah. The time management <laughs> was just. Mm. Yeah. Yes. So, um, that's all for college football. Not, not a super interesting week in college football. Some transfers, nothing super notable. But um, obviously, well, I have something college... interesting actually oh. for college football. 
uh, I know you like to update me sometimes on the uh, Texas recruits, but okay. LSU got a five-star quarterback recruit in the past week, which I'm very excited about. Okay. What class is this recruit? 20. Let me look. <laughs> Wow, I can't believe you didn't prepare this before this episode. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's fine. I'm checking out 24-7 right now, seeing what we can. Yeah. Get. The cap radar? N- not the cap radar, necessarily. I'm just trying to see what what commits we have here. Oh, wow. This, this... Well, I'll introduce our next segment while we wait. Some March Madness stuff. I have been sitting at this TV all day watching some conference tournament games. It's a blast. Every single Big 12 game has been exciting today. It really has not disappointed. Uh, Oklahoma State battled it out, took down West Virginia. Baylor beat Kansas State in a surprisingly close close game. And uh, just a couple hours ago, Kansas uh, staved off that Oklahoma comeback. And now Texas just ended the half on a, I think it was 12-0 run. And I think so too. Texas Tech by four at the half. So that's your update. Um, so to kind of connect this with what we usually talk about in the FCS, you know, the football championship league, which is part of division one college football, they have sort of a similar March Madness style thing with that tournament. And obviously in football, you're not going to have a 68 team bracket where each team plays six or seven games to go onto the championship. That's not going to happen because it's football and you can't play that many games. But could y'all ever seeing? I mean, we've talked about an eight-team playoff. Would it ever expand past that in the college football realm? It, it's hard because mm. I, I personally, I would say that if you're a top prospect, I wouldn't risk it uh, because you know that's just more of an opportunity to get hurt. It would yeah. be fun, but right for the, it'd be great for the fans, but that's not what it's all about, right? It's um, definitely, it's definitely yeah. risky. Yeah. I feel the same way. Right. I think, like, they will, although probably they're going to add more teams sometime in the future. I mean, we're never going to see a 32 or a 64, obviously, but I just don't think for injuries and just recruiting and everything for uh, – I mean, these guys are just trying to make a job out of this, so. Right. You can't just ruin their career. I agree. Um, so, March Madness uh, – this Sunday is Selection Sunday. Did we ever get a, a year on that recruit, by the way? I think I found him. Is it, John, is his name Walker Howard? Yeah, Walker Howard. And then we also got an offensive tackle, uh, Will Campbell, who's a five-star. Oh, wow. Walker Campbell. Okay. Really good. Thing. Six one, They're both 2022. Yeah, 6'1", dual, dual threat uh, quarterback out of Lafayette. Very good. Yeah. I'm very excited. Well, that's all exciting. Uh, March Madness is also exciting. Do we have any any hot takes? Actually, I want to – so I read this last night, and I was like, you know what? Like, if Duke manages to sneak into this tournament, I'm going to pick him to go to the Sweet 16 or something because it's Duke, and, you know, that's what they do. But Duke decided to go and get COVID and in their season today. So that's kind of a bummer. Kind of bummed about that. One of the one of the blue bloods is down and out. Yep, it's okay because I'm gonna do the same thing with Michigan State. 
You um, know what they say? I saw I saw a comment on Instagram the other day. Like somebody like listing the months in order and they went January, February, Izzo. And T- Tom Izzo is the Michigan State basketball coach, in case y'all didn't know. Hmm. Izzo. So we'll see. We'll see about that. Um, do, do y'all have any interesting hot takes you want to say before this all goes down next week? I would. I will say that I am a. I'm a believer in Michigan. Um, Same. I, I I really like Jawan <laughs> Howard as a coach, and I mean they've just been able to battle through some some pretty some pretty good games uh, that I've been able to catch, and I think that they're they are gonna go deep into the. Uh, tournament and if they don't i will swallow my pride because i i am i will die on this hill see i'm i'm not so high on michigan i just really well like obviously there are one i said the same exact thing as ben though i thought i thought michigan well it's it's not i mean obviously michigan will most likely be a one seed and so you can't yeah you can't like i can't go and be like oh michigan's gonna lose in the first or second round because that's just not gonna happen but Maybe a, a one four upset or like a, I don't know. I just don't. I like as of late. I know this is kind of some recency bias. They lost to Michigan State. They got did they they got killed by Illinois badly. Mm. So Illinois. Yeah, good, I understand though. Illinois is good, but Michigan was supposed to be better. I mean, they're higher ranked. They yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll we'll see. They could totally prove me wrong. I wouldn't be that surprised. It's kind of in. As much as we suck at predicting things normally, March Madness is that much harder to predict. I mean, there's a reason that no one's ever really gotten a perfect bracket. Yeah. But something I'm very excited to predict, uh, well, maybe not a prediction, but something excited to see is how far Loyola Chicago goes. Yeah, I saw them them match up with North Carolina in the first round, which I think would be bad for them because I think North Carolina's hot right now. That would be, yeah. Yep. They are currently up by one on Virginia Tech. So there's that. Um, Yeah, I think that about does it. We'll stay tuned for the rest of the conference championships as they play out this week. And obviously on Sunday when the bracket is revealed, get some some leagues going. It's going to be a great time. And then next week we get to start – or two weeks from now, even though – because we're not going to be here for spring break. We can start debriefing some of those games. Very exciting. Of course. Okay, well – Go go ahead. No, you can do it. But now uh, it's time for, I think, our favorite part of the – Oh, no doubt. Definitely. Definitely our favorite part. Yeah. Here's a word from our sponsor, Anchor. Okay, we're back. Thank you, uh, Brad and Ben from the past, for that amazing word about our sponsors, Anchor. Like, have we said, like, ever on this podcast how great Anchor is? No. Like, I don't think we have. No, we love no. Anchor. I, th- I think we do love Anchor, though. No, yeah, definitely. No, we definitely do. Without a doubt. Oh, good to see Greg Brown back out on the court. He's feeling healthy, and that's good. Um, <laughs> that boy could jump. Yeah, he my God, that putback dunk was insane. All right, um, it's not time for our NFL segment of the podcast. Another great thing that we love to talk about. It's a uh, you know another week in the off season of the National Football League, and this week is a big uh, franchise tag week. And I realized when I was looking kind of through you know franchise tags and kind of a lot of what's going on, I didn't know exactly what that meant 
And I figured if I didn't know and I kind of keep up with the NFL a lot, it'd probably be a good idea to explain it on this week's episode. So that's what we're going to do. Would someone like to take it away? Well, when somebody is franchise tag, it is normally when the impen- the player in question is an impending free agent. And the team is allowed one franchise tag under the CBA to sign that player to a guaranteed salary for one year in order to further uh, prolong the, neg- the negotiating period so that they can agree to a new contract. That was uh, beautifully done. And so a, a simpler way to say that, a player is on your team and they, uh, their contract is up and they might leave and go sign with another team. But you use your one franchise tag on this player and now they're stuck with you for another year until you can negotiate a new contract. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Um, some relevant, notable franchise tags placed this week. Um, the Giants used theirs on Leonard Williams, which I am very excited about. I think that, oh my God, what a block. Um, very excited that we are keeping him around for another year. It's a huge piece in our defense. And uh, yeah, that's, I mean... All there is to say about that. The the two biggest ones probably, um, Allen Robinson and Chris Godwin, two huge receivers. Yeah. And there was a lot of speculation, especially about Allen Robinson, about where he was going to go. And poor guy has to stay in Chicago. Really? Because I thought I thought Chris Godwin was going somewhere. I I would have never thought he was. I mean, he got franchise tagged, but I never would have thought he was uh staying. Well, because I mean. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess that's just something you could say about Brady. It's like he's he's determined to take pay cuts just teams together. That's um, right. Yeah. I saw that on Instagram. A lot of quarterbacks do that. I mean I mean but I mean Brady does it like but no one can do it. No one can do it like Brady can. He takes pay I mean, cuts better that's than true. everyone else. That's true. It's Tom yeah. Brady. Tom Brady, man, come on. He just takes pay cuts better than everyone else. <laughs> I will play for free as long as I get a Super Bowl. I mean, exactly. I, I wonder if that's his mindset. And then you get paid for the right. Super Bowl. Um, the last notable one I wanted to mention was Marcus May, who some of you might not know. He is a safety for the New York Jets, and I know the New York Jets had sort of a lackluster season this year. But we talked about it a little bit last episode, and like how, like if there's if there's any way for the Jets to build something off of last season and kind of move forward. Marcus May is one of those pieces they're going to need to keep on the defense. I think he was one of the few bright spots on their roster this year. And that's, that's rather disappointing for me because uh, whenever I hear trade rumors going around, I always hear Marcus May uh, to the Cowboys in exchange for somebody like Michael Gallup. And normally, and I, I'm hesitant on that trade, but I do think Marcus May is a pretty solid player. And, I mean, if there's one bright spot on the Jets roster, it's it's Marcus May. Yeah. He had a sort of a breakout season. Good question for you uh, real quick. As a Cowboys fan, Ben, what, like, what cornerback are y'all looking forward most right now? Because I know that's – kind of the position you'll want to build up on right now um so who are y'all really looking I mean, at looking at looking at so we're at 10 and i mean everybody has the broncos also taking 
either a cornerback or a quarterback um, at nine. And I mean, I I watched some Patrick uh, Sertan's film, and I think that he's really good. And obviously, Kale probably didn't play uh, this year, so obviously that's a little worrisome. And I think I think I would yeah. just go with the safe pick on a proven Alabama defense. Just my personal opinion. I would have to agree with that. Yeah. And I'm really hoping that one of those top three receivers, you know, Waddle or Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith falls to the Giants. And if not, maybe Kyle Pitts or something. That would be cool. Very interesting. Um, And I, I, I wanted to lightly touch on some notable players that will be on the market. Um, even if you don't get franchise tagged, you can still re-sign with your team that you currently play for. Um, Kenny Galladay will be on the free market. Ooh, I need him to go to the Giants. He needs to go to the Giants. <laughs> like, if there's any free agent, I want us to get it to him. <laughs> uh, wide receiver for the Detroit Lions. Aaron Jones, running back for the Green Bay Packers, did also not get franchise tagged. Um, yeah. And Hunter Henry, tight end for the Chargers, also did not get franchise tagged. A surprise move. Yeah, that I is surprising. surprising. And also, I mean, Chris Carson. Uh, I was just about to mention that. Chris Carson, yeah. too. Chris Carson's um, a big one. So. I mean, you know, obviously these guys are looking for big paydays and um, oh, uh, we- big paydays. <laughs> and should do we? Okay. We lost John. We can continue. He'll be back. He'll be back. Just We got this. Improv. <laughs> uh, so uh, obviously they're looking for uh, big paydays and also looking for a chance to win. Um, and so we can – Kind of just, we can only speculate right now, but um, I personally, <laughs> I feel bad for Jared Goff because Kenny Galladay is like kind of the only only thing that Lions have going for them right now. And Marvin Jones, Marvin Jones Jr. had a great year. But I great, mean, great years pushing it. He had, a, I mean, he had a no one college. expected him to have okay. that year. Sure, they did. He that is not true. He was expected to be mediocre, and he was mediocre. But I mean, I but who's paying attention? Who's paying attention to Detroit sports, anyways? Fantasy waiver players. That's I think where John is coming from. Hey, <laughs> yeah. I, am I wrong? You're am not wrong? wrong. Thank you. He came in clutch That's some weeks. Bad. I had to. I had to bench. He sure did. I had to bench Cooper Cup a couple of weeks because he wasn't playing well this year, and Marvin Jones Jr. had some crazy thirty-point games. <laughs> he did. Um, speaking of franchise tags, that's kind of been the topic of today's NFL segment. A player that was uh, franchise tagged last year, Dak Prescott, finally signed that big extension that everyone was waiting on. Um, ben, you must be very, very excited about that. that I mean, that that's my QB. And people, Dak, does, Dak gets so much unnecessary hate. It is unbelievable. He oh. is one of the... Oh, Greg Brown just went to the locker room. Greg Brown just went to the locker room. This is so sad. Oh goodness! Very sad. Um, I'd say I'd say Ben Dax one of the only players on the Cowboys that doesn't. Oh, he definitely got hate. I think that hate turned around this year after he had an insane first five games and then got injured. No hate this year, but oh, before yeah. this season, tons of hate, like for sure. I think I, I would say yeah, that. just because um, he's the quarterback of the Cowboys. I mean, that's just what comes with the position. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I'm happy for him. Big payday. 
But I I do think that in those five games that um that were played this season, I mean, he just looked spot on. Obviously, we have to play behind for a lot of those games, but even still, I mean, he was just lighting the league on fire. And I think if, that if we can reach all the defense and have that same DAC, I mean, the I think the Cowboys can make some some moves. And I know I know everybody says that every year. I know you're going to clown me for that, but I mean, I'm being genuinely serious. Dak is a special talent. No, I totally agree with you. He was no. he he was leading the league in passing yards for the first the first five games, and it wasn't close at all. It was I mean, he was balling, totally balling. Yeah. And I think no. the Cowboys have all the pieces to put it together, at least on offense. We'll see if they can add some on defense. And it just seems like every year the division is theirs to lose and they find a way to do it. And that, and that's just the circle of life. Yes. Um, um and a big signing uh, today, running back Mark Ingram was picked up by the Texans. Um, I mean, do we call it, do we call that a big signing now? You're right. Probably a medium signing. Uh, under the radar <laughs> signing, I would say. I mean, he'll be the, he'll be the, Starting running back no, for a no, team that's won't. been all Probably over not. the headlines. I would say yeah, oh, David wow, Johnson really? probably start over him. Oh. Well, I mean, well, I mean, maybe they could get a little tandem action going, but it's really just seems like I don't want to say washed up, but I also do want to say washed up. He's probably washed up. He's old too, well, right? That's the I, that's what I'm saying. He is an older player. Yeah. Um, he's not washed up like. Quickly, no, no. Up. I mean, he's, he's washed up because he's old. They, they so kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I would say like around the NFL. I mean, we're seeing a lot of cuts. Lots. Of we cuts sure are. The Chiefs cut their both of their mm-hmm. tackles. I, I, uh, like some some people might say they're playing 4D chess. I think they're just wilding with that. Move. Yeah, that's that is... like why in the world? I mean, they, Mitchell Schwartz is an All Pro tackle. Crazy. I mean. Yeah, I, I, yeah, but that's that that might just be because Mahomes can't get sacked. I mean, really? <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, like it, the way he escapes the pocket is just insane. But that doesn't mean you can totally neglect or the just, offensive line. I mean, you saw what happened in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously, but still, I'm just saying. I, it seems to me that it, it seems to, to me that they're just trying to like. Make the offensive line young and kind of start a young core, which isn't a horrible idea. I mean, it's good in theory, but it might backfire on them. We will see. Um, another another thing, another notable headline: Emmanuel Sanders was released by the Saints, and even though he was kind of like a a role receiver this year, there are definitely some teams in need, and uh, there's some speculation. Uh, where do y'all think he will end up? playing next season um so looking at wide receiver dev charts um i would say like for teams needing a number two wide receiver i think baltimore could definitely benefit um from just any wide receiver to yeah. be completely honest um get get lamar some help please yeah man. um Ra- if he would go to the raiders he might be the number one receiver uh depending on how you uh, value Aguilar and Henry Ruggs. Um, I could also see Miami as him landing uh, beside Devontae Parker and 
Philadelphia, they just need everything. That yeah, they can Philadelphia, get. God. Um, I put this uh, this um, fantastic question on our Instagram, uh, this debate of where should Emmanuel Sanders end up. Some uh, responses I got were the going back to the Broncos, which would be a fun little reunion. Yeah. Um, they, they sort of – I mean, I wouldn't say they really need it. But um, another answer I got was the Saints. Go back to the Saints. I mean, I, I guess I could see that. It's just the Saints don't really have money to spend right now. And let's see. Another answer I got are the Titans from John. Uh, John just disconnected. He's kind of in and out right now. But I'm, I'm not 100% sold on the Titans choice just because I think they have A.J. Brown and Corey Davis. And Corey Davis, I think, is also a free agent. Too. And actually, I mean – I, I didn't know that, but also so was their tight end Johnny Smith. So maybe, yeah, maybe. Who also did not get franchise tagged, right? Um, notably, John, can so, you can you defend your um, Titans response for Emmanuel Sanders? Um, Titans have money. First okay. of all, uh, second of all, they needed someone under all year. They had Johnny Smith who couldn't catch a ball. So, I think. I think they really need someone under. They have the money for him. I mean, obviously, it would be good for him to go to, like, a Baltimore or someone who really needs a wide receiver who's good at shorter routes. But on the Saints this year, he kind of took the spot of Michael Thomas on all those under routes and just getting the short gains that we needed uh, in the passing game. So I think, obviously, he shouldn't go back to the Saints because we're going to have Michael Thomas. I think he just loses kind of that, I don't know, just that importance. But uh, I think at the Titans, he would just fit in with that almost perfect offense already. So, Gotcha. Oh, Greg Brown is coming back out of the locker room. Greg Brown is coming oh my back goodness. out of the locker room. Okay, well, um, that about wraps it up for today. Do we have anything else to add about this week or the week after, for that matter, considering we will not be here? Uh, everybody stays safe during the spring break. Obviously, it's the anniversary of, honestly, the biggest thing in our lives, in everybody's lives, pretty much. Um, stay safe. Um, stay with your family. Uh, and just have some fun. Have some fun, break, but y'all. not too much fun. Not too much fun. All right, everyone. Have a blessed day and week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.